I need to be grateful for the fact that I've gotten this far instead of just looking forward and being a little bit bummed out that I'm not exactly where I want to be because I have lofty goals and I know what I want and that's a good thing but I think it's important to be like okay I've made it this far this is huge the fact that I haven't given up is huge because this is not an easy path to take at all. This is Debbie and welcome to another episode of The Offbeat Life where I speak to inspiring individuals who ditched the norm to become location independent. We'll learn how to create sustainable laptop lifestyles from the experts that will help us achieve freedom from our 9 to 5. Welcome to the 100th episode of the Offbeat Life podcast. Oh my gosh. It's been such an honor to share so many incredible stories with all of you. You know, when I started this podcast, I really wanted to learn from all the digital nomads and independent entrepreneurs that I was meeting and hearing about. And I wanted to learn how they were able to transition and create a location independent lifestyle. I wanted to learn how to create freedom in my own life. And here I am today, a hundred episodes later, a year and a half later, living the life that I only dreamed of living. And I wanted to share two quotes with all of you, something that really resonated with me in this whole entire journey. The first is, remember when you wanted what you currently have. Now, this quote really reminds me of all the progress that I've made and I'm sure you've all made and to really just be grateful for every second that we have living this messy but really beautiful life. We often take things for granted and just see things that's in front of us and don't realize what we've already accomplished. So it's a great quote to really remind us of all the progress that we've made. The second is a quote by Tim Ferriss. I love him. And it's, People don't want to be millionaires. They want to experience what they believe only millions can buy. Now, this is such a brilliant quote because we often think that a lot of money can make us happy, but it's really the freedom that we want, right? And if you want to achieve that, then you just have to go for it. And if you can achieve that, and I'm sure you will, then you'll feel like a billionaire, (laughs) So listeners, I hope that you're able to live a life of freedom and a life that you truly deserve. So enjoy this 100th episode as I bring back two of my fearless female friends, Johnny Sweet and Sierra Demler, as we talk about life transitions and just catching up in the last year of changes and gratefulness. So thank you from the bottom of my heart and thank you for being a part of this journey with me. I hope to see you in the next 100. Hi ladies, welcome to our 100th episode. (laughs) Okay, I'm here with Johnny and Sierra and they both look really exciting and Sierra just sipped on on her chai tea latte and Johnny is sick today so I have mint tea nursing a cough here (laughs) they're so nice they actually came out and did this are doing this so I wanted to do this with the both of you because you have like one of the funnest episodes that I've had and 
I just wanted to chat with you guys. <laughs> so I mean, this is any fun. excuse to hang out with Debbie. Say, it's fine. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we can record it for the whole world yeah. to hear. It's fine. <laughs> we haven't talked. Well, Johnny and I did two episodes together and Sharon and I did one. And there's been so many changes that's happening between the both of you, all of our lives together, actually. Mm-hmm. And we were just talking about this before we started. I'm moving for a few months at least. No, don't leave. (laughs) How dare you? And then Sierra moved out of New um, New York City and now she's Mm -hmm. in Connecticut and Johnny's also thinking of moving and you're always traveling so it feels like you're always moving. Yeah, I am always moving. (laughs) I'm not leaving the city though. Yeah. I love my neighborhood too much. (laughs) I love spending, you know, like 50% of my income on rent. (laughs) Everyone does. (laughs) And that's the thing about New York City. It's, just so expensive but it's addicting and you can't stop yourself from living here and loving it nine years to leave so yeah finally did it but it was only because i felt like i was inching towards hating it and then i was like okay i gotta go gotta get out when you hate it you gotta leave you gotta leave it's not fair to stay to yourself or to people who love new york and need the space (laughs) true story yeah. yeah i i still don't I'm not realizing it yet, or I don't know. I'm just, I'm just kind of like, blah, oh, whatever. It feels like a long trip for you, not exactly like a permanent move. Yeah, it's not. So it's, I don't yeah. think I'll ever permanently leave New York City like that. Mm-hmm. But it's just crazy that this is the hundredth episode, and that is pretty nuts. It's a year, a year and a half now. It's crazy. It's well, crazy. look, here's an idea. Do you remember Megan from an earlier podcast? Yes. She's gone half the year and sublets her apartment. Yeah. So you guys can just alternate ah, who's living yes. in that apartment. There you go. There we go. That's perfect. Crazy. Making yeah, the freelance you're dream a right there. I know. Look at this one. Always <laughs> thinking. Oh, my gosh. Brain is on. But it's so crazy how we pretty much, before we started all of this stuff, right, we mm-hmm. were just thinking about doing. So Sierra, she does a blog. And Johnny, she's a writer, Mm -hmm. so she does a lot of writing for publications, and you do a lot of travel writing, health, and you travel a lot. And you came out from a nine-to-five beforehand, but then you were also looking at this lifestyle, and you wanted to do this. How does it feel for you guys, and you too, Sierra, like Mm -hmm. you were doing a job? It was remote, but you also wanted to be a blogger. Yeah. And to do this full time, like, how does it feel for the both of you to, first of all, just think about it and think that it was just kind of like a long dream that wasn't going to happen or it was just going to take too long. And now looking at your life and you're actually living what you wanted to have, which is crazy. Yeah. How it's how does nuts. that feel for the both of you? Because sometimes like I just wake up and think, oh, my gosh, this <laughs> how is did I get here? crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You want to go? Yeah. I love it. I have no regrets. Doubling down this year. Yeah, I really love it. I love that I was patient with the journey because lately I've been dealing with some late paying clients. Mm -hmm. And, you know, last time we talked, we talked about like working for a while and building up savings so that you can kind of weather those gaps in payment. And so lately I've been really grateful that I took that time, even though it was excruciating kind of waiting and seeing my dream in the distance and having to work jobs that I really hated um, leading up to it. But 
you know, right now I think it's bringing me a lot of success and eliminating some stress that I might otherwise have had I not taken the time to work and plan before I made the plunge. I can come at that from the other side. I did not do that. And now I'm paying for it. Mm. (laughs) So basically what happened is, like Debbie mentioned, I had a remote job for a company, a startup company, which we talked about more extensively on an earlier episode. But basically I lost that job, the company shut down, and I was not at all ready to transition into blogging full time or consulting or doing anything like that. And I had no plan. (laughs) And I just was like, um, I guess I'm doing this now. (laughs) Like it kind of felt like I either needed to dive in and try it and try to make it work somehow, or it was never gonna happen. Like I could have just kept putting it off and putting it off. So we have very different experiences and I feel like it's really tough, especially for me right now, because I'm dealing with a lot of the same things like late paying clients or client turnover, people being like, oh, my priorities have changed. Now I need to do this and they don't need you anymore. And you know, it's just like, okay. So the fluctuation of that has been really stressful. And so I wish that I had taken more time, I think. In the same vein, I feel like if I had, I may have gotten stuck in another job that I hated. Like, I don't know. It's such a catch-22 because I feel like either way, you have to be patient on one end or the other and have a lot of, you know. It's so true. I mean, I'm I'm grateful that I was able to keep those jobs uh, while I had them and put money away during that Mm -hmm. time and build my freelancing on the side. But, you know, a lot of other people are in your position where they're just kind of pushed into it and they give it a go. And I, I really admire the people who are able to make that work because Mm -hmm. that's very, very difficult too. It really is. It requires a lot of patience, Mm -hmm. a lot of flexibility, a lot of creativity, a lot of penny pinching sometimes to try to make it work. So but you're making yeah. it work. Barely, but yeah. Good. You're surviving. <laughs> it's like, uh, some, some you're days. You're not living I'm on the like, street yet. I'm not, no. <laughs> and I keep trying to remind myself, like, you have a car. You have an apartment. You have a nice apartment. You have the ability to, like, you have health insurance. Like, these are big things. And even if I'm barely making it some months, at least I'm, like, somehow making it. Well, what do you need yeah. to make it work? Like, what, what are you missing right now? Or what is, like, lacking that is making it hard? That's a good question. I feel like what I'm sort of noticing is that my gaps are in consistency and in Mm. planning. So like, because I took on so many clients, I just took on as many as I could, as fast as I could. Didn't really think about like building packages and making things make sense long term. (laughs) So now I feel like I'm just sort of treading water and like, you know, I have work but it's not necessarily thought out and really. So you feel like you're all over the place. I do. So I feel like I'm just kind of overwhelming chaotic sometimes. Sometimes it's okay. And then other months I'm like, this is nuts. It's the feast or famine. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. I feel you on that. I feel you on that. Yeah. Like for me, if all my clients paid on time, I would be great. Baller. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And most of them do. I have to say, thank you clients. Most of you do pay on time and I love you all. Same, same. Um, but lately like a couple new clients have been really late. It's like really screwing up Mm -hmm. my take home, even though I've been working my butt off this month. That's the tough part is I was talking to my dad yesterday about this and he's like, how's work going? I'm like, well, I'm working my butt off, but I, I feel broke. So it's just that thing where like I'm on Mediavine, so I have to like wait two months for 
payments to come through from that. There's a lot of delayed gratification in this job. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of like, wait for this to happen, wait for that to happen. And like, you're not going to see the money for a while. Yeah. So it's, it's difficult to be patient. I've been, even when I like submit an article, honestly, I send that article into the editor and if he or she is happy with it, I don't Mm -hmm. think about it again, unless for some reason I'm particularly excited about that article. Mm -hmm. That's maybe like, one in 10 that I write and last year I wrote over 300 articles so most of them I'm not most of them I'm like excited about it while I'm doing it and then once I've submitted it great it's gone and Mm -hmm. they don't tell me when it goes live Mm -hmm. so sources come to me and they're like hey when is this article going up and it really disrupts my flow because Mm -hmm. honestly I don't know like Mm -hmm. it could be right it could be tomorrow it could be six months from now I have no idea and I don't have the mental capacity or yeah. the time during my day to be checking in on this all the time. Yes. yes. But there, yeah, of, there is yeah. a lot of delayed gratification. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of uncertainties with a, a lot. lot of things. <laughs> a lot. So that's really one of the things too, that most people who don't know any types of industries where you're a mm-hmm. freelancer, or you're an entrepreneur and you're in charge of your own thing. That's why sometimes there's a lot of people that are better off with a secure nine to five and then just doing something on the side because thank God for you, Sierra, you didn't have a family to support, Mm -hmm. you were single Mm -hmm. and you didn't have that added stress. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But then if you have other things that you're in charge of, it's so much harder to go into this industry. Oh yeah. Unless you're making plenty of money, you have a lot of savings, you have another partner who's able to help Mm -hmm. you while Mm -hmm. you're doing the transition. Because Mm -hmm. like you said, there's a lot of late payments. There's a lot of people that sometimes don't pay you at all and you have to like (laughs) track them down. Uh Yeah, Uh fun. Uh Yeah. I didn't realize I was turning into a bill collector, but (laughs) me either. Add that to my list of skills. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no. And then there's so many things that happens in between, not just with work, but also your personal life that could yeah. also make everything change. So having, right, this having girl. security. Health issues. Health and like issues. Yeah. yeah. This past month was the first time I've taken sick days in like the past year and change. Yeah. I took two sick days and even then I worked both days, yeah. but I emailed my clients and I said, Hey, you're probably not going to get the work I owe you today. I'm really sorry. I'm having a sick day and I have to, you know, give it to my clients. They were so supportive and so kind, just saying, I hope mm-hmm. you get better, take your time. Um, but I felt so guilty and I don't want them to go to another writer in the future who's more right. reliable. I'm very, very, very reliable, but mm-hmm. my body failed me this month. Yeah. And yeah. it was it's really hard to say I'm sick and I really can't do this today. It's, yeah. it's like really hard to say that. I've had to learn that because I have plenty of health issues. <laughs> like I just feel like since especially since last fall I've just had thing after thing and in January I had two emergency surgeries while I was traveling which obviously I didn't plan for that basically knocked me out of commission for like a month like so I was still working from bed but on painkillers and like you know trying to be a coherent person and do good work and all that stuff is tough when you're recovering and you can't force it I mean your body takes its time so it's really tricky to feel that pressure and I feel that all the time I feel like I have to stay up I mean like last night I slept for like two and a half hours I mean I have nights like that but pretty right like I don't I don't compromise my sleep that much but I will sometimes and mostly what what for me like what gets compromised is my self-care and they always say that that's the first thing that goes and it'll 
it starts with okay i'm not i don't have time to exercise so right. let's cut that and then it's like oh, oh i don't have time to, time to eat i don't have so time to make healthy food cook, let me yeah. just order whatever yeah. again um and then you get sick and it's just like a bad cycle <laughs> i know uh, i'm definitely paying for that now and yeah. i'll work till like midnight um i still i even when i'm working till midnight i still say like i don't want to do anything else i'm so happy doing this right but me too yeah. me too your self-care is an investment in yeah. your ability to do your job. So. That, I think that's the key that a lot of people miss is you can't work yourself to death because you're the only person who's able to do the work you're doing, yeah. that you're contracted to do, that you're planning to do, that people are expecting of you. They need you. They don't need, you know, 20 other people doing a similar yeah. thing. Like, and there's 20 other people who are waiting to do what you're right. doing. So it's like if you don't do it, then... Yeah. You're, you're screwed. It's, but also, you got to take care of yourself. It's you know? also, when we talk about boundaries with other people, we also mm-hmm. need boundaries with ourselves. Yeah. Because you need to have that boundary where you're working too much and you're not taking care of yourself. And then all of a sudden, you get even sicker because mm-hmm. you're working too much and you're not getting enough sleep and you're worrying too much. But then it's also stress because you feel like you're not working enough. How are you going to pay the right. bills? It becomes a cycle. But if you don't take care of yourself, it just becomes so much worse. And that's so important. And yeah. I think because... Like you guys said, you're in charge of your own business and you're the only person that could do that. By the way, I keep telling Sierra to outsource a lot of stuff. And, you and I'm too. such a control freak. I can't outsource anything. I admire you for doing that and I would yeah. love to, but I look at like what I have to do and I'm like, I'm the only one that can yeah, do Yeah, that's how I feel too. <laughs> it's kind of like mom syndrome, you know, when moms are like, I'll just do it myself. It's fine. Yeah. Like, you, you can't do it the way I do it. Like, I do, I'll do it. <laughs> it's the perfectionist in you. I know it's an investment in training somebody, right? To yeah. train them mm-hmm. to do, like, smaller tasks. But I yeah. don't even want to teach somebody. No. I hate it. I hate it just seems like it'd be easier. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. I'm like, oh I would rather God. just do it myself. Guys, you're missing out. Okay, so honestly, it's the best thing. Because for me, what I do is I actually create videos on Outlook. And I voice record everything. So that when I tell them to do something, I don't need to sit there and explain everything. I just record everything, send them the video. If they have questions, fine. Mm -hmm. But everything they need to do is video recorded. So Mm -hmm. I don't have to teach it over and over again if they need to go back. And then if I lose one of my assistants, I just send all of those videos to the person. I'm telling you, like, that is so so smart. Well, also the fact that now I have an editor for my podcast. Mm -hmm. I have writers for my website. I also have someone who is like an assistant that helps so much. Yeah, I can take like all of those hours that I used to do just for a lot of editing and back-end stuff. Mm-hmm. Now I have more time to actually create packages to make more money, mm-hmm. to do more collaborations, to think about more big growth. picture stuff. Yeah, yeah, more big picture stuff. Yeah. So I definitely, it's really hard in the beginning because you have mm-hmm. to set a system for all of that. Yeah. But once you do, like I know Sierra and you too, Johnny, like, well, it's not easy to find someone, but you can't always have that person, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're going to go on to bigger, better things if they're your assistant or someone who works for you. But if you have a system you created already, it becomes easier because then it's already set in place and in motion for you to do. And then it helps you a lot. So I do think about it. Like one area that an assistant would help. I have a couple areas that an assistant could help me. One is invoicing. But Mm -hmm. honestly, it takes me 
spending maybe half an hour a week, 45 minutes a week yeah. doing invoicing. It's so little that right. I should Not just really do it myself. It. The other area is like helping find sources because some articles I might need one source, some I might need five. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll put out a request on Harrow. Mm-hmm. Um, Harrow is called Help a Reporter Out and it connects journalists with sources from all around the world. I'll submit a post on Harrow that says like, oh, I'm looking for sources to offer health tips while traveling. Um, Like, please send me three tips and your credentials. And then I'll get responses from anywhere from 10 to 150 people. And it would be helpful to have somebody kind of weed out the bad ones. Mm -hmm. But part of it is like, when I'm reading it, I get other story ideas as I'm going Mm -hmm. through those responses. So even though it's like not a great use of my time, for that assignment it is kind of a good use of my time for the future yeah and i make new connections that way and i don't think an assistant would be able to discern between stuff that i really 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 do not need to read and mm-hmm. stuff that like i might actually want to read what if you have somebody do that for you but keep all of the emails that you got because when you do have the time you could read through it but when you're in a deadline it'll be faster for you if somebody actually looks through it so it's not like you're deleting the responses you could still look at them but then when you have a deadline set and you need something really fast you have someone to give you that assistance yeah that's a good idea like i'd love to get an in, like a paid intern less of like yeah. a virtual personal assistant and more yeah. like a journalism student yeah. who yeah. kind of already has a very keen sense of what to look for and i could pay them a small amount yeah that might help streamline there you go. If anyone's listening, send me an email. Yes. <laughs> Johnny, you could you could send an email to Johnny if you want to be her intern. <laughs> Paid intern. Well, yeah, that's that's the key that's too. Is key. I I was an intern at for many years at record labels. And the music industry is a very intense place to be an intern. And I was an unpaid intern for most of that time. So I have very, very strict sort of I don't know. I've, I've had you have feelings. I have a lot of feelings <laughs> about how people get paid and how much, and like Me too. people Me too. being fairly compensated and stuff. So I'm very hesitant to outsource stuff because I feel like I would feel weird not paying someone really, really well. Yeah, you know. So it's like there's a balance. You know to what all of I that. do with that? Every time I hire someone, I ask them what they want to get paid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that I know that I'm not taking advantage of them and I know mm-hmm. what they feel like they're worth it. Mm-hmm. If it's too much, then I'll try to negotiate it. If I feel like it's worth it, then I go with it. But usually yeah. I give them the money that they ask for in the yeah. beginning. So that could be like a good way for you to know that what you're paying them is worth it. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, like the industry standard, if it's here in the United right. States or if it's outside and you're outsourcing. Mm-hmm. So then you you already know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Like you're not going to pay somebody $50 an hour if you're hiring from like a really like a third world country unless like it's a really huge job that would pay like a hundred you know here Mm -hmm. but it's good to know to always ask them first Mm -hmm. what they want to get paid because then you're not feeling like you're cheating somebody out of the money because that's what they want yeah that's smart that's a a really good way of doing it yeah Mm -hmm. i was gonna go back to what you said about finding ideas while you're doing like research and stuff and looking for sources I feel like that sort of the equivalent of that for me is doing like SEO keyword research and stuff. Mm. So when I'm doing that, I get so many ideas for things and 
The idea of relinquishing that to somebody else who's not going to look at it the same way that I do and not going to have the same thoughts like, oh, I have a post that this would do great, you know, linking to, and this would be a great like cornerstone content piece for me, whatever. That scares me. Yeah. Yeah. Even though that might be one of the easier things skill wise and, you know, it doesn't, doesn't require a lot of like backend or I mean a lot of like extra knowledge about your personal business to do that work, but it, it's a really like key component of how you get ideas. Yeah. Yeah. So I get that. I totally get that. It's tough. And I think if you are the type of person who is very, um, I don't know, just likes to do things a certain way and has a system. Type A. And a, plan- a little type A. Okay, <laughs> I'll self-diagnose myself. <laughs> it's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's tough. It's, it's hard. Tough. I, I've spoken to a lot of people about it, right? Especially for someone who's very type A, very creative, mm-hmm. and they know what they want. And it's hard to yeah. relinquish that because it's, it's like a superpower that you have and for you to give that up. But it's also you have to think about it in a way where how much of this actually allows your business to grow. So you also have to think about what you want in the long run, mm-hmm. right? Because if you are looking at all of the little things and you're so caught up with all of those things, yeah. then it's going to be harder to grow. Now, if you feel like where you are right now is perfect, like that's what you want then that's fine Mm -hmm. but then if you want to keep growing and you want to do other things with your business and you want to add on other things to it then it's going to be really hard as one person because it's already overwhelming for you Mm -hmm. to do that by yourself and then just keep adding more stuff and more stuff to it yeah yeah I get that for sure (laughs) I'm I'm in it right now I'm really in it We both, Johnny and I are very similar, yeah. I can tell. Yeah, we're both so just hard. like, oh, we can't. It is, yeah. it's really hard to do. Yeah. But it's important to yeah. learn how to delegate for mm-hmm. sure. And, and it requires yeah. you to be way more organized if yes. you're going to delegate. Because another yeah. area that I could outsource is like, all right, I used to be so good about when an article came out and send it to all the sources and write a thank you note and all mm-hmm. of this. And now that part is falling behind because it doesn't bring me any more income. It just takes up like time during my day and I also don't know when my articles get posted right so So, a lot of and I feel bad that like my sources who gave the time Mm -hmm. aren't getting their reward Mm -hmm. so I'd love to outsource that but that requires me to organize my address book right right in (laughs) gmail and that address book is a hot mess yeah I'm sure (laughs) well maybe it'll force you to do that and it'll be good in the long run (laughs) to think about the long run I know it's really hard to do that but it's you know you have to balance it and see what works for you and what doesn't and what tasks you can actually outsource and what tasks you can't Mm -hmm. and in the beginning that's really hard to do because you have to pay someone and if you're not making money god no don't do that yet (laughs) (laughs) and also if you don't know how to run your business and you don't know how to do all of those tasks then you're going to be in trouble later on so god forbid your assistant just leaves an editor leaves and you don't know how to do any of that then you're screwed yeah so in the beginning i I would definitely say learn all of those tasks make sure that you know how to do it and also when you're hiring someone if you're interviewing them you know who is knowledgeable and who isn't because you already know what they're going to do for your business Mm -hmm. so if they're just like bsing you you (laughs) can definitely spot that super quickly if you don't know what you're doing and somebody's just giving you gibberish to be like okay cool i don't know (laughs) that's true yeah that's very true 
Yeah, I think being educated about your own industry and staying on top of things, staying on top of trends, staying on top of news, like these things are important for sure. Very valuable. Yeah. Yeah. So let's look at everything that's been happening to you since you started this, because I'm kind of reminiscing the hundredth episode, like all of the people I spoke to, all of the changes that has been happening. What are you guys really most grateful about? Because, you know, I'm looking at all of this and everyone I've spoken to. There's so many things that we talk about that's really struggles that we go through. There's also so many things that I feel so grateful for. I mean, just meeting you guys like in this industry, that is something that I'm so grateful for because I've learned so much from all of you and all of the people really that I've spoken to. Mm -hmm. And it really forms who I am as an entrepreneur, as a businesswoman, and as a person as well to create these friendships and just learning from from everybody. Yeah. And it makes you so grateful to be doing what you're doing when you're surrounded by so many incredible mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. What about you guys? Like, what is the thing <laughs> that you're so grateful for? Oh my gosh. Well, yeah, I think you kind of took mine, which is <laughs> the people probably, but also even beyond the people that I've met and the friends that I've made and the connections that I've grown, all of that has helped me keep going when I felt like I could not or did not want to because everyone's been so supportive and like you and our whole friend group, they've been fantastic. If I have questions about blogging or questions about monetization or SEO or whatever, I have people to go to for all these different things and that's huge. Facebook groups have been amazing. The community that I've found like within those has been great. But I would say overall, I think what I'm most grateful for is my own stamina which sounds so like cocky but I think I've just learned that I'm way more determined and resilient than I thought I was and that's been really huge realizing that has been huge because it's affected other parts of my life as well so when people come to me and they're like oh you're doing such a great job how are you doing this what are you doing I'm like I don't know what I'm doing I don't know (laughs) people ask me all the time and I'm like I really don't know what to tell you I'm just doing it I realize that there's like a certain, there's a certain gratitude I need to have for that just on its own. The fact that I'm continuing to try to figure this out, that it's working. I'm somehow feeding myself, clothing myself, housing myself, <laughs> paying for my own insurance, like all of these things. I need to be grateful for the fact that I've gotten this far instead of just looking forward and being a little bit bummed out that I'm not exactly where I want to be because I have lofty goals and I know what I want. And that's a good thing, but I think it's important to be like, okay, I've made it this far. This is huge. The fact that I haven't given up is huge because this is not an easy path to take at all. No. It's so great that you can acknowledge that too. Like so many of us just kind of beat ourselves up. Yeah. And And I do plenty of that. Yeah. We all do. Right. Um, So, you know, I appreciate that you said that you're thankful for one of your own qualities, one of your own traits. Which is hard for me because any friend will tell you I am not type of person to toot my own horn but i will toot it here tooting <laughs> as you should girl as you should Just briefly <laughs> but yeah i don't know what about you i'm grateful for a lot i think the biggest thing i'm grateful for is my independence mm-hmm. i don't need to rely on a boss i am my boss yep um i love boss lady right yeah, better boss worse. lady yeah <laughs> <laughs> um i'm yeah, I'm grateful for my independence and my freedom. Like I can choose where in the world I want to work. I can choose when I do my work. 
you know, if I want to spend the morning recording a podcast and push my work till later in the day, I can do that. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas when you work on nine to five, you don't have that flexibility. And that was really stifling for me. So I'm really grateful to have that now. Um, I'm also grateful for all the travel opportunities this freedom has allowed me to take. Mm -hmm. Those opportunities were always there for me, but now that I've been taking them, there's more of them popping up Mm -hmm. and I'm able to travel as much or as little as I want. Most months I do two to three trips, but this past April I took the whole month off and stayed home the whole time and that's been really lovely too and it makes me really appreciate what you have at home. So I like having that you know ebb and flow of of going places and appreciating home as yeah, well me too and then the third thing i'm grateful for is the ability to pursue all these like fascinating stories mm-hmm. um, i'm working on an article right now about what it's like to travel when you have a disability mm-hmm. and reporting on disability rights has been really important for me in my career mm-hmm. that's something i i write about every year and i love hearing inspiring stories and writing about it so you know, a lot of some of the work I do is is like branded content. And it's kind of ad, for, it's kind of advertising, and that's less exciting for me. You won't really see me sharing it, but it pays. <laughs> and then it also allows me to do the work that I find yeah. really meaningful that I do share. And you know, I love that I can have that balance now. I would agree with that too. The freedom thing is huge. Yeah. And also for someone that never, I mean, I was homeschooled something about me (laughs) little homeschooled weirdo over here (laughs) and (laughs) so I have always had to be really self-motivated and had to be really independent and organized in a certain fashion and so I think that that has carried over into the fact that (laughs) I don't want to work for somebody else like I really don't I did for years but I also did a lot of sort of independent work where I was like nannying or working at labels or what, you know, just kind of like different styles of work. But now I'm like, I really don't ever want to work for anybody ever again. (laughs) And I really like having that control and also freedom. Like it's both. It requires so much discipline, but I love it. it. Like I love that I'm the one deciding, no, you really need to be at your desk 10 hours. Right. Like, yeah. I find value in the fact that I can make that decision for myself right. and some boss isn't telling me. Right. Because you want to do it more if it's something that you're feeling like... It's what you is, want. Yeah, yeah. is what is going to get you Yeah, and you, you understand want. why that 10-hour day exists. You yeah. understand like, oh my God, work really picked up this month. Like right. I have three new clients. I really need to, to do this. Whereas mm-hmm. if you're working at a big organization, sometimes it just happens. You know, yeah. they throw a project on you. Like you need to get this done by this day. And you go, okay, great. I have this many hours in a day. I better work longer. Yeah. And you don't really understand or nobody really explains to you how this benefits the entire organization mm-hmm. and then ultimately benefits you. Like, are you getting yeah. a bonus at the end of this busy month? Right. Probably right. not. But yeah. when you're freelance, you do. You yeah. Like, if I, the more I work, the more I make. Right. That's like a, a dangerous thing for me, <laughs> which I'm sure it is for a lot of people because I'm like, I can make as much money as I want, which is, I mean, that sounds a little cocky. It's not necessarily true, but to an extent, I mean, like I can do as much work as I want to and bring in as much as I want to. But you won't get any sleep. But I won't sleep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because at some point so, your sleep is more valuable yeah, than the work. Yeah, it's like, well, yeah. I guess I got to sleep too. And I do really value my sleep and like taking care of myself is something that I've been working really hard on this past like year, just because my body was like, I'm going to shut down on you if you don't. <laughs> If you don't slow down. Yeah. So I think that, yeah, it's, it's a very, it's a double edged sword. Cause you're like, I can do as much as I want, but also I can't physically do as much as I want. So yeah. you feel like you're always, 
you, you always have a pile. Of There's always something. To do. There's never a time in your day where you're like, I'm done, like, clocking out. Yeah, it's like, no, no, no. I'm checking my phone. I'm checking. Blah. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. so interesting. Like even now, when I have other people to help me with things, mm-hmm. I always find something more to do. Oh yeah. And then that's the thing. It's like. Yes, all of that stuff is getting done by someone else, but now you have more time for more ideas, and then mm-hmm. you put more work on yourself, which mm-hmm. is really horrible. But well, whatever. and if you're making the investment in somebody <laughs> yeah. else, you want that investment to pay off for you, yeah. so you invest that time in your own business. That's true. Yeah. But yeah. it's it's so good to hear all of these things from you guys because I think even for us when we're doing this now and you're doing it full time it's hard to kind of step back and really appreciate all of the work that you've been doing mm-hmm. and the success that you created for yourself and it's really hard it's i mean this lifestyle is not for everybody and i think there's a lot of people that go into this and go back to their nine to five which mm-hmm. is it's fine like mm-hmm. if that happened to you there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. But it's just having the courage to actually go into this and seeing if it's something that is for you. Then that takes a lot of balls. Yeah. And then to co- to go back because it's not the lifestyle, but which is fine. But it's just really appreciating yourself and valuing how much you've done and the hard work that it takes to make this work, which is really really interesting to me and also more appreciative of myself and of other people who have been doing this and who have made it really successful Mm -hmm. and also not looking at everybody's life and thinking oh my gosh comparing yourself because we do do that a lot but then we also don't know how much work they put into it and you don't know what they're going home to you don't know what their personal life is like their Mm -hmm. health their xyz so that's a huge thing that i've learned in the past yeah, like that's that. I've been like sort of taking a step away from some social media, mm-hmm. like any social media I'm not using for work. Mm-hmm. I've been putting it on the back burner, not totally yeah. neglecting it. I'll post sometimes, but I haven't been posting that much because I lately I've been feeling like it's mm-hmm. really fake. Yeah, and it, is. it creates a lot of comparison, and I worry that I'm feeding into that by yeah. posting. You know, I might take if I take a thousand photos over two months and I only post one, that's like the best image over right. two months. It's your highlight reel. It's for my sure. highlight reel. Yeah. And I feel, I feel bad. Like I feel like yeah. I'm making other people feel bad about their own lives. Yeah. So I've kind of been stepping away. I totally get that. I feel like if Instagram wasn't a part of my brand and business, I would I not yeah. do it as much. Me too. And I really have, I've stepped back a lot. Yeah. I used to post well. all the time. But now I'm lucky if I post like once a week. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't care about the algorithm. I don't yeah, care if too. Instagram's punishing me for not posting every day. You know, it's Wait, like, is that something that people worry about? Yeah. Is that yeah. a thing? Yeah, it's, it's a real thing. thing. See, I don't if even you- know. <laughs> I, also, I read this article about all these, you know, the comment pods and yeah. the ways that people kind of hack Instagram where it just mm-hmm. felt even less authentic than yeah. it had been mm-hmm. feeling already. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, you know what? I don't really it's care. It's tricky because... I don't care about yeah. that. Well, and it's like, if it's a part of your business. brand and your business, you get frustrated and you're like, oh, that, I guess yeah, I have so to feed true. into this now. If it's part of your business, you There's, have to. Yeah. Right. But then it's like, you feel skeezy and weird sometimes, you know, like, yeah, it's, it's a whole, that's a whole other topic it's, for another Yeah. Time. It's a whole other topic. It's, it's true. And I actually created stories the other day. I was talking about how people will look at all of our curated images on Instagram and, they think that that's what's 
the real thing and it's not you know there's so many things happening there's so many ups and downs in your life yeah but obviously you want to put your best foot forward when you're sharing images like you don't want depressed images of yourself because i'm not gonna post something you know like I'm not going to put up a picture of me sitting on my couch with no makeup in my pajamas, <laughs> just like you know, with Netflix on in the background, working for like 14 hours straight. Even though that's your daily reality. Even though that's it. That's Even the reality. That's it. Yeah. It's like when I post a picture of me traveling and people are like, oh my gosh, what an yeah. amazing life you have. I'm like, this is 0.0.0% of my life. <laughs> and I try to be really honest yes. about that. Like in my captions, I'm really honest. Yeah. In my stories, I'm really honest. Yeah. And I talk a lot about like mental health, my own mental health and, and like how important it is to like take care of yourself. And I think that I've had to find that balance of making sure that I don't curate everything and making sure that I feel like I can share honest, vulnerable vulnerable stuff. Yeah. Because honestly, when I start posting those things, I think that's really what gets people the most. Yeah, because they can connect to that. Yeah. Yeah. And they really appreciate that. But also, it's kind of a big balance, right? Because if you don't show the best images, they won't come. But then they also want, like, you to be vulnerable and tell them the truth. But then they also don't want, like, the bad images. That that's the reality. So you kind of have to put both in there. So stories will help with the more reality stuff mm-hmm. and your captions, but then your images still have to look but good. But see, even this right? is feeling so formulaic to me. Yeah, and it that, is. Like, it totally is. It turns me off. Yeah. It turns me off. <laughs> Anyone with a brain. And, and that's why I'm glad that social, like I used to want that yeah i used to want the big following Girl, and all of that now i just you got it good because you don't yeah. need to be worried about that and you're still traveling a lot of people what want what you have but without like the work that you do is actually good rather than this stuff which most of it is curated well, and, and fake although like, i do get yeah. jealous of the influencers i go on press trips right. with because i'm like oh when you are done with the trip you're, you're done. done i have to yeah. spend like months writing right. stories pitching them yeah, yeah. um so i yeah. am i I am envious in that way. I know. I I will admit it. Me too. Um, And I feel like Instagram is the one thing that attracts brands or press or whatever to you. And then you show them what your value is through your work. Other content that you have. For me, like my blog or whatever. Stuff that I actually care about. Yeah. (laughs) But I do care about Instagram still as much as I hate it. (laughs) It's Um, a love-hate relationship, honestly, for all of us. Yeah. Because I was on Instagram as a personal user, you know, for a, a lot of years. I think since the beginning of Instagram, I've been on there. And I didn't delete my old photos when I switched over to a business account. So if you scroll back, there's pictures of like my hand or like a spoon <laughs> or something. And I'm like, what was I thinking? The like, reality. I but it's like, it's yeah, good. if you scroll back, it starts getting it's more and more real. <laughs> so nobody scroll back on my Instagram, please. <laughs> but like, yeah, I think that it's really important to find the balance and all that. But yeah, it's. It's part of a business. It's part of a brand. If you choose to make it that way or if that's what you've started down the path of doing, which I kind of have. I mean, we're hating on it, but I do still love it because honestly, it brought me to a lot of you guys, you know, and it's a valuable platform. Yeah. And that's really what I want to take out of it. All the relationships and I make money from Instagram. So yeah, so if you're making thankful. money from it. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, not, you know, like you create income from that. You make friendships. Like those are the biggest th- takeaways yeah, that you have. And too. like what we have now in our fingertips because of that mm-hmm. platform is just really incredible. So I'm yeah. so grateful for that. Yeah. I'm. Oh my God, guys. Thank you.
you so much for joining me. This Thank is the hundredth episode. Woo! I can't believe it's a hundred. <laughs> like, this is crazy. I remember when you started and yeah. you were like, I guess I'm doing this. <laughs> I guess, and you just kept getting more and more dedicated and more yes. and more strategic about it. And I'm like, so I proud of you. My whole life. I don't know. Wait, before it's we it. leave, what yeah. is your plan for the next yeah, hundred? Girl, for the us. next, honestly, I'm the type of person that, that just like, I'm not a big planner and I just kind of take where life takes me. I know that's why Sierra and I travel really well together because she plans everything and I'm just a go with She's the flow. for the ride. Yeah, type person. But I wish I were more like you, so yeah. I get it. <laughs> I mean, I guess for me, it's just really growing and I'm really obsessed with marketing. So that's why I'm so thankful that I have other people to like implement it for me because I have I, a lot of ideas of where I want to take my business and really just to highlight more people and just to keep growing wherever it is like my reach mm -hmm. and meeting more incredible people and also just keep growing as a person too so that's I have a question for yes. you if you could take one of your podcast episodes yeah and bury it in the desert oh my god for the future like Ooh, after the apocalypse this. hits which one would it be and why like time capsule like it's the like only thing you'll be remembered thing? for yeah the one that um, you're most proud of it was my episode, right? Yeah, it was definitely Johnny. <laughs> Both of yours. <laughs> nope, you can only pick one. <laughs> okay, so I would probably say the one-year episode because it was the live one. That one was fun. I love that one. Yeah. yeah, so it was really fun experience for me because I've never done a live episode before with other people mm -hmm. actually there like listening and asking <laughs> questions. So that was a really interesting. And also that was something that I would like I still remember till probably forever because I got to meet my listeners like it was yeah. crazy that was the most craziest thing and you know when you're talking like this you don't actually think people are gonna listen to right. it it's and like then talking into a void yeah it's whole. like yeah. a void yeah. and then all of a sudden and it wasn't even a lot of planning I think I like told people two weeks before so which is not yeah. a lot of time yeah. and people showed up and I was like who yeah. are you? Oh my gosh, <laughs> this is crazy. You actually listen to us talk? This is nuts. So yeah. that was, that's probably one of my favorite ones because of that. Like I was, mm -hmm. I got to meet my listeners and they asked questions. So it was pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Love it. Yeah. Time capsule it. There it yeah. is. Yeah. And your, your episodes. Of course. See, that's yeah. why you're here. That's why you're, you're in the 100th episode. I am pretty honored that we're here for the 100th episode. I am too. Like, thanks, girl. Everyone's like, you want to do the 100th meet? Hell yeah. Yeah, I was like, all oh, right. Yeah. Of course. So I want to sit and talk. I know. Well, you. people still talk to me about your episodes too. So I'm that's like, funny. I got to get these two girls back because they're just amazing. so fun. So smart. Okay. So now if they want to know more about you, because obviously they haven't learned enough, Johnny, where <laughs> can they find you? Um, Check out my website, johnnymsweet.com. I'm sure Debbie will put it in the show notes. <laughs> uh, yeah, and mine is passportvoyager.com. I did not create the name. My friend Kalsi did. <laughs> Thanks, Kalsi. Pages of travel. Go check them out. But yeah, I'm terrible at naming things. So yeah, I was on that uh, message. You when were. She, yeah. Yeah. So we were like, perfect. Done. That's yeah. It. I love that name. It's, yeah. you know, it it's is what name. it is. <laughs> It is what it is. Everyone <laughs> has the word passport and Voyager in there. It's a good combination. handle, but Aww. it's fine. I'm here for it. Thank you guys so Thank much. Thank you, I Debbie. Really appreciate it. We Look at them. You. They're the best. So make sure you check them also, out. Also, just so you know where we are, we're in like the basement of like 
a, a nighttime wine bar cafe place and we're the only people in here so yeah. and we're not going to tell you we're where it is yeah we're not going to tell you where but it's, it's a hidden secret it's in new york and you'll never <laughs> find my, it if you want us check it out set up a meeting with me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is where i take all my meetings <laughs> exactly but make sure it's legit she's not going to show up if it's not legit. no i yeah. won't no <laughs> So for everybody listening, thank you so much for being a part of this journey. A hundred episodes, probably a little bit more because I probably didn't number some of the episodes <laughs> that I've done. But this has been such an honor to be able to do this and to be able to speak to so many incredible people to do this platform and to be listened and to be heard. And honestly, when I began this, it was just to do what we're doing now because I wasn't a digital nomad. I wasn't location independent before. And then for the 100th episode and to say that I'm actually doing what I sought out to do and I learned so much is such a huge thing for me. And for you guys to be a part of this is even better. It's like the cherry on top of a really big cake, which is amazing. <laughs> and you're crushing it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So proud. thank you guys for listening, for putting up with me and my voice for this long. <laughs> it's a beautiful voice. We love it. I love Good. it. I'm glad. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, so here's to another hundred episode. Woo. Hopefully more. Wow. Thanks, oh, yeah. ladies. Definitely more. Thousand Maybe more. a thousand. Yeah. Or more. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Debbie. Thanks, Thanks girls. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this 100th episode of the Offbeat Life podcast. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to catch up on all of the previous episodes that you haven't heard before. I'll talk to you soon.